This is President Bill Obama and you're listening to the Power Post Game Report. What's up, world? You are now listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report, where we talk all things power. We are here to talk about episode. Oh crap! I lost count. Seven. Episode seven. Episode seven. Outrunning a ghost. I, of course, am one half of your host, Triple D, and with me, as always, is this is Carlos D. How you doing, sir? Can't complain, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. I can't complain. Um, here to discuss, you know, this episode, and uh, I took a lot of notes on this episode, which means that, and honestly, if I'm being 100 percent honest, a lot of them weren't really gripes. Like I was actually pretty pleased with this episode. It was a lot going on, but I feel like it was decently put together. How'd you feel about this episode? Uh, I mean, this was another blonde one for me. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not really connecting with Tommy in this. I'm not connected with this the show like I was hoping to when they first started. Um, and I don't know if it's just the new characters that I'm not really vibing with or maybe just the way they handle it. But I'm not loving it 100%. But we can get into all the, the details of it. But I do want to real quick uh, hit a milestone, a personal milestone when it comes to podcasting last week. And I forgot to talk. I meant to talk about it last week, but okay. I forgot to. Last week was my 100th episode of podcasting. Across nice. my various podcasts. Um, and then also, milestone for us two, it was our 40th episode together. Man. If, if my math is right, because I did 52 episodes of POP Podcast with Christy, uh-huh. of course. I did eight episodes of my short-lived podcast, Conversations with Carlos D. So that's, if my math is right, 52 plus eight is 60. And if that was my 100th episode, that means we've done 40 episodes of power recaps between book one but well, actually we we started with the end of the original power the last season um but I, my math might be wrong but that's fit that's 15 episodes okay so that was 15 and then 20 yeah okay, hold on how did give or take because we did combine one ah uh, maybe that's why it's not really adding the right way it's supposed to be adding but this would probably end up being 100 if last week wasn't no, it's definitely 100 episodes, but I don't know if this is our 40th. This okay. will be the 101 episode of anything related to the POP, on the POP feed. I got you. Okay. Well, congrats to you, sir. Oh, thank you. And, and to this many YouTube. more. Yeah, we're going to keep it moving. But that, enough reminiscing about the past. Let's get into these episodes, man. Let's see Let's see why you thought it was so good. Uh, and then I'll talk about my irritations with some of this stuff. <laughs> well, let's get into it. So... Uh, we kick off with Dahlia hitting the streets. It is now uh, exclusive sneak peeks, exclusive, you know, uh, con- you know, taste tests and whatnot. And boy, do we mean taste tests. Um, we're just going to go ahead and say that this world does not, the Powerverse does, has not experienced COVID yet. Because mm-hmm. all I did was cringe every time they uh, <laughs> gave these taste tests in this uh this opening sequence because goodness yeah me too i was like do they have to kiss to pass the right. drug along um so that was already like this even now, i was like this is triggering me um and like, granted it's tv they don't have to live in the same world that we live in but it's very triggering given that we, the world that we the real world we live in so that was already started me off on like a negative foot when it came to this episode because i was like do they really have to kiss to do this they can't just pass the person a drug or give them a taste um, and how's the person who is putting it on their lips not getting ridiculously high as well as they're kissing all these people? 
Yeah, that is definitely a, a hole that they, because I thought that same thing. I was like, are, are they going the Bill Clinton route and they're not inhaling? Like, how is this working? Because you guys are, you know, you're the first point of contact with it. So, like, how are you, how are you not ingesting it? But mm-hmm. and how are you kissing eight, four or five different people and they still getting the, the lasting effect of it when you're not reapplying? But, you know, that's being nitpicky. I will uh, self-admit. But uh, it it threw me off. It's all good. It's all good. So this gives way to a quick little meeting between uh, Tommy and Claudia where we get um, a drug business lesson mm-hmm. where uh, Claudia is being a bit impatient and kind of having a, a taste for, the uh, you know, I guess her, her seeing her, her, her project take off, wanting to go bigger and wanting to move faster. And Tommy smartly educating her that's like th- those are not always a good thing just because you can expand doesn't mean you always should expand um and he comes up with a very good uh next play his his step two is obviously you know we want to keep the the main thing where it is but it's expensive as hell um and we need to we need to come up with a version that's more affordable to the street like if it's more accessible um, just straight up economics. Like if it's more, if it's more accessible, more people will buy it. Um, and we get the news that a new version is on its way. How did you feel about that? That back and forth. I, I thought it was really good, just to kind of play up and remind us that although Claudia is like numbers savvy and business savvy on a on a legal front, being in the actual you know what I'm saying? In the actual drug game, her her eyes are, are already kind of bigger than her than her stomach. Like she she wants she wants that fast money. Like this this kind of goes back to what we're talking about. Um the the, the conversation between Tommy and and uh Diamond earlier, where it's just like you get your first taste and a lot of the youngsters, they're ready to be on top of the world, but it's a slow build. Mm-hmm. Uh you gotta set that foundation first. How did you feel about that interaction? I mean, I understand his his lesson and his point, but Tommy was irritating me throughout this entire episode with his just the way he was interacting with all the, his partners. You know, his ele- you know, I'm doing quote fingers, his alleged partners. I just feel like he was being overly aggressive and overly like combative when it came to like this type of stuff. And we get it; he has a long history in it. We understand that he knows the drug game much better than Claudio was, but I just didn't like his delivery and the way he was giving these messages to not only Cla- not just to Claudia in this scene and throughout the episode, uh, the doctor. I feel like he was just overly mistreating them, uh, and it was just really rubbing me the wrong way. Something about Tommy in this particular episode was just bothering me, even though everything he was saying was making sense. It was just it was all putting to me, and um, I'm, I'm I guess I'm more used to Tommy being a little bit more suave and cool when it comes to how he's delivering these messages to people. Like, I get he's also super aggressive, but it's usually against his enemies and not his own partners. Um, But I think that's also a part of just him being more in the leadership role. Like, he's always been Batman. I mean, sorry, he's always been Robin to Ghost is Batman. And I think it's just really a lot of this episode was him stepping out of the shadow for lack of a better word of ghosts and they talk about I mean, even the title outrunning ghosts is just him really kind of establishing himself as this is my shit and i'm the one that's gonna be calling the shots and running it um but for me it was just irritating and, and um and it started with this scene and throughout the episode just all his interactions was really grating on me 
Um, I can, I see where you're coming from with that. To me, because he was definitely like kind of he, he was definitely agitating. Um, it reminded me of old Tommy, uh, the way he would he would talk to Ghost about you know trying to trying to expand, and it's like it was interesting because he was getting a little taste of that from Claudia. He was also being just as aggravating as he used to be when he was trying to convince Ghost of uh, moving forward and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, I think throughout his his and it comes up in, in the conversation he has with Liliana later on. It's like he's going through what Claudia is going through, but from a different angle. Like he's I think he's super excited because just like she's never been a, a part of the game. He's never, you know, as we said, they've established, like he's never had his own thing. And just like her, I think he's he's super eager to see it take off. And, you know, he he clearly I do appreciate the fact that, like, he's, you know, using his wisdom and his experience um, because it's. In any other situation, he would I feel like he'd be coming off a little too aggressive. He was coming off aggressive, but like if it weren't the drug game, like if this were like, you know, uh, an after school study group or something like that or, um, you know, a debate team, it would be it'd be OD. But like all of even though he was being super assertive, all of his advice and his counterpoints to Liliana, to the doctor, to Claudia, they were all coming from a place of, look, I I get where you're coming from, but y'all got to slow down because I've seen what happens when this shit goes south. You know what I mean? Like, I've been on the other end where I've had to kill people, you know, for making these moves like too fast and, you know, perking up ears and perking up people's attention. Um, But hey, you know, I totally, totally, totally get it. You ready to move on? Yeah. All right. So, um. At the barber shop, we get introduced to, um, I what is this guy's name? Um, I think it started with like an M or something like that. Um, I can't remember his name, but he he's he's clearly a, a former member of CBI who's come back to Chicago to kind of kind of help out, and along with what we see later on in the episode. This kind of solidified what I was talking about. Well, my my speculation as to why Jeremiah's character, um, Elijah, got killed off. Um, And my theory was that it had to do with his with his health uh, issues. Again, for those of you don't know, like last year, prop like presumably during production of of this first season, uh, Jeremiah was hospitalized. um, I want to say with covid and doing part to something else. But this guy kind of slides in and becomes Jannard's new right-hand man. And it's like that, that makes, it makes sense that Jeremiah had to leave due to health issues because it's like, why kill this dude off and then immediately replace him? You know what I'm saying? Um, Cause I, I doubt, I doubt it was anything like personal or like unprofessional relationships because we know 50, he would have said something. Um, so I, I think that his health possibly had a, a part to play in, in his exit from the show, uh, which I, I, I feel bad for the guy if that was the case, because he was doing a great job. Um, and I would have, you know, it would have been nice to see him kind of, you know, get a, get a full season off, but well, it is what it is. Um, 
I said all that to say that we have a new a new player, and uh, he's just in time for Shark Tank, little young hothead Shark Tank, uh, where they pretty much come up with this plan. D Mac and other boy, I I don't ever know what his name is. His name is Marshall. Uh, uh, okay, you got it. Yeah, his name is Marshall. Um, they come up with a plan to to start moving weight down in Gary, Indiana. Um, they have a connection down there through Marshall's cousin. And they think it'd be a good spot to kind of set up shop. It's a, it's kind of an intersection for a lot of the cities in the Midwest, and uh, it seems like a, an easy gold mine. Jannard seems to be on board, um, but we find there's some tension in the decision making still, because Diamond is not quite on board with this. Um, how did you feel about that? The 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 pitch, the premise, and Diamond being cautious about it. I mean, the pitch and the premise, they make sense. Uh, you know, you should be trying to expand your business if you definitely can have a connection to move your product to bigger things. Uh, so I definitely understand. And I, I probably would be um, on, on Jay's side with possibly wanting to explore it, but also understand Diamond's apprehension. Like he told him, you haven't been to jail. You didn't spend 15 years of your life in jail because we uh, put out a bad batch or whatever. I mean, he didn't get into the details why, but we know he, that's why he went to jail. So I think he's being cautious because he doesn't want to go back to it. Um, it's weird that he doesn't want to go back to that, but he's still engaged in the same criminal activity that got him there to begin with. Um, but he, he, he wants to keep it cautious. He knows that the bigger you get in this business, the more likely you are to be the target of law enforcement. And I think he thinks they have a good system going on, a good role, especially with this new Serbian pipeline. And he's committed to sticking to that. Um, but his brother is just a lot more ambitious than him. Um, and we see that the short-lived brother truce, if there really ever was one, it's not going to last long because they are on just two dramatically different pages when it comes to CBI. And the way they're going, only one person can be the leader. Um, so these two are heading for some type of big clash at some point. Um, but as we see in this thing, Diamond says, no, it's not going to happen. Jay says, yeah, that's cool. And then he immediately goes behind his back uh, to put the, play, the, the, the plan in motion to start working with Gary. At the end of this scene, we also get D-Mac being put back on Tommy mm -hmm. because uh, Jannard wants him dead tonight. Not last night, but tonight. Um. D-Mac clearly apprehensive because we know why, but uh, clearly Jannard doesn't know in not yet, at least. Um, so this scene gives way to us finally finding out what's wrong with Papa Flynn. Lung cancer. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible, terrible thing. All cancers are Still a terrible, smoking terrible too. thing. You're you, right. Exactly. Um, and I appreciate Paulie being his kind of his kind of guiding light, even though he barely follow, follows it now. Um, and it could just be that, you know, the older some people get, the more stubborn they get. Um, but I also like... Door. So it's like, oh yeah. what does he got to listen to anybody for? He, he can bring At all this, this point. drama to everybody because he won't be alone yeah. to deal with the, you know, the ramifications of it all. Exactly. Um, but we also get him uh, sort of secondhandly confessing that he was the one that knocked out the, knocked down those Serbs and Paulie being the smart man it, one of the smart people on this show told him like yeah I'm not a big fan of this like we don't have the strength for this um to which Walter um 
states that we're strong enough. We're going to find out. But uh, this could possibly be the thing that pushes Pauly slightly out and probably going to going for himself mm -hmm. to save himself at some point. Yeah, any any thoughts on that? I know. I think it was just a cool scene. Um, I think Flair had a really good line at the end uh, when um, I think Pauly said, "You open up the gates of hell or something like that." And he was like, "Good thing I'm the devil." So I thought that was a cool. <laughs> that was a tough scene. Yeah, cool line. Um, but yeah, I think. I think they, they got to find a way to get uh, Pauly to work with the cops or try to get away from the Flynn family. And I think this might be the thing that kind of triggers it. He's already really apprehensive about the way he's been treating his kids. And then now he's basically starting a war that he even says we're not as strong as we used to be. And they probably can't win. Um, but he's just dismissed. So, uh, you know, at some point he's going to have to stop tolerating this being thought less of for all that we assume he's done for this family. You know, we assume he's been around for a long time. He's putting a lot of dirt and a lot of work in. Uh, but Flynn seems to not treat anybody with any respect. His kids, Paulie, uh, anybody that even kind of gets in the way of his plans, no matter what, how foolish they may be. So it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out long term. Indeed. Speaking of interesting developments, Glow Dips. It just, was another weird scene. I'm sorry to cut you off, but the beginning, they went to like it looked like he was in like a studio, but he was at, talking to her like he didn't know she was gone until he read the letter. So who was he talking to? I don't know. Maybe he thought she was in like another another room, or like maybe she maybe he thought she was in the bathroom or something like that. But yeah, he he definitely was kind of talking like, you know what I'm saying? Like he had just seen her two minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was kind of like a a loosely put together visual. But yeah, he and we don't know she left because she took Claudia's deal. Because right. the last time we saw her, she was reading over the paperwork for the property that Claudia was going to sign over to her. Um, and then she just left and did John letter, and she was gone. So I don't think it's the end of Glow, but uh, interesting to see what what her where, where she's going with it. What do you think? You think she's gonna? Just gone to clear her head. You think she took the deal? What do you think is glow within Glow's immediate future? Um, I'm thinking. I think that she possibly like just left town to maybe just like try to make a decision. Um, whether or not she actually took the money, I'm gonna say no. Only because like you know later on, you know, if if she had taken the money. Papa Flynn would have known about it and he would not have hesitated to throw that shit in Vic's face. Um, especially when he was, you know, kicking himself while he was down, like later on in the episode. Um, but I'm going to say she's just like, she's gone MIA for her own, like mental well-being, And, you know, she she has to pop back up. Wouldn't it be crazy if they pulled, a, um, like they just snatched her up. I, mean, I don't think they'd kill her. But then again, the way this things have been happening in this particular season, before they knew they were getting a season two, I, I don't know. You can't really rule that off the table. They they killed Lauren in, in book two, season two. Granted, we never saw a body. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah only time will tell. Yeah. So from there, we get a team meeting. Where Tommy is pretty much he he lists out some very valid points about it being available, the availability, the accessibility of uh Dal of Dahlia, to which you know Claudia fights back on, um and surprisingly the doctor, 
um, I was surprised that she was really stuck on keeping it high composition. Um, and at first I thought it was like maybe because she knows no one can really reproduce it. Therefore, at this point, I'm not thinking she's thinking business wise, but more so for her. For her a little bit of her ego. Um, not even so much because she doesn't want people to try to reproduce it and it hurts somebody, but more so like I made this. This is this is something I created, even though it's being used in a way I don't want it to be used. It's still my composition. Um, but then we find that as well, no, we'll find out later. It's more so like she's thinking almost like a business person herself. Um, and we get a very good, a very interesting like standoff, even though the doctor doesn't get a vote. Uh, we have uh, Tommy and Liliana thinking on the side of reach and longevity as opposed to Claudia and the doctor thinking more about brand. So I thought that was a very interesting conversation, um, despite the fact that it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about that? I mean, this was more, and I feel like they went to this too many times in this episode. Maybe that's another thing that irritated me about it, but they had like about five or six different scenes with Tommy was explaining why it needs to be cheaper. When I don't think they needed to tell us five or six times, we get it. Uh, but they kept kind of like ramming it down our throat. It needs to be cheaper. You need to make it work. And I think maybe that's another thing that irritated me about it. Because if they had did it once or twice, I'd have been like, oh, hey, cool. But I think I have in my notes about five or at least four to five scenes where they're basically having the same exact conversation over and over and over. And it's the same thing. The doctor says she can't do it because I, I don't want to mess with the quality. Claudia doesn't want to do it because she thinks they need to be a high-end exclusive brand. And then Tommy saying we need to make it cheaper because we can make more money off of it. And we also needed to make it um, more accessible to everybody, which, of course, is good business. But they, I, I, to me, I think that was a big irrit irritating to me because I think I got about four or five different times where they're having the same discussion. And I think that's what made it extra annoying to me because um, I think they were just going to the well one too often. Uh, but like I said, it all makes sense from the business point uh, point of view. Um, it is the right thing to do. And I think you're right uh, as far as the doctor. I think a little bit is her ego. Um, but I also think she clearly was struggling with how to make it work. She felt like she had made this perfect drug. It worked well for everybody. Uh, it made it very hard to reproduce. Uh, and I think she was very satisfied with her product. And then to keep being told that it needs to be changed, needs to be changed without really them not realize the hard part of actually changing it so because it's easy for time to say we need to fix this it needs to be easier or cheaper but as a scientist she knows that's not something that's easily done um and it just kind of weighed on her because this entire episode all you see her doing is working in the lab working getting bow even uh threatened with some type of violence even though they don't ever touch her but implied violent threat or just working her to the ground um so I understand everybody's point of view and everybody's frustration. Uh, but, you know, we get to a good outcome at the end, but it just was, for me, it was like pulling teeth to get to it, just from my point of view. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so we get a real quick scene in between the um, the lab scene where, I, I mean, we can get into it, but it's pretty much just back at uh, the CB, well, excuse me, Gennard's Playhouse, mm -hmm. Uh where I mean, the only thing I really took from it, aside from the the obvious, you know, stuff that they're gonna go ahead and do with Gary, was the dude just like messing with D Mac and uh Marshall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot just, of these things was like comic relief. All the yeah. things involved with CBI this week were really just to make us laugh or give yeah. us a little bit of funniness. Um, from my point of view, 
Yeah. Anything on that before we move on? No, nah, it was quick. Like I said, it basically was they just basically doubled down on the Gary move, and then the rest of it was just jokes. Yeah. You know, as well as God teasing um the young boys. Right, and Jannard being murder horny for Tommy still. Yeah. Um. So back at the the lab, uh, we get the doctor just trying to plead with uh Liliana like, look, people are gonna be looking for me, which is. This is a, a you know, realistically, this is a, this is a realistic thought. Like you you know, she's a doctor; she can't just kind of up and vanish without, like, com- you know, without like communicating with anyone. Right. Um, I mean, she has a real I, job. I didn't even exactly. know she had a real job. I thought her job was kind of this work, but we learned that she has a job and a boss and responsibilities. Right. Um, this scene pretty much served that. I think Liliana might be the favorite character of this this particular series and the fact that she seems to she can almost the actress and I, I don't have her name she she's very good with finding chemistry with damn near anyone she's on screen with mm-hmm. um this also kind of sets up uh later as well like a little bit of camaraderie between her and the doctor um even though it might not be that deep just yet you kind of see it bloom just a little bit where the doctor and the only reason I'm going into this because I found it amusing was uh, the doctor pleading that. OK, you, well, first of all, I forgot that Liliana put on the smooth uh, customer service voice and uh, gave her the excuse. And that was smart. That was super smart using HIPAA, just saying the word HIPAA to get them to, to stop asking questions was brilliant. Um. But then the the whole talk about the third date and and all that. How did you feel about that scene and them just kind of getting together? That's what I, I made the same note that you made about Liliana. It seems like that's her role in this show. She's bonded with everybody. She bonds with Tommy. She bonds with Claudia. She bonds with uh, the doctor. She pretty much bonds with everybody she meets. And I think that's kind of a part of her. She's kind of like a chameleon. She's kind of just like finds a way to endure her endear herself uh, to all the different characters. Um, and I think that's kind of her, her her role and her place in this. Like we know she is a, a tough woman. We know she does. Uh, she has this mind when it comes to like drugs and everything. But she also is just really good at being charming and like welcoming to people. Um, so I think that's. Um, I, I had the same observation when it came to her. Uh, and it was a cool scene. I like the fact that she did the hip thing, and I also like that she kind of was um, sympathetic to the doctor. Uh, especially when she found out it was the third date, which is yeah. you know, normally the big date. That's a big um, one. So uh, I, I like Liliana. I'm, I'm starting. She's probably, um, as far as all the new characters, she's probably my favorite. I enjoy her the most and um, look forward to her scenes more than probably anybody else. Indeed, indeed. Um, more Liliana, please don't kill her. I mean, it's already recorded, so whatever happens, happens. But that, I feel like that would be a very big tragedy if she well, got killed. I mean, next episode eight is a, always a big – next week is episode eight, and something big yeah. usually happens in episode eight across all the series. So we're going to see what happens. I don't think yep, anybody's yep. going to die from the main characters. Uh, not not so soon. Maybe in episode 10, something bad is going to happen to somebody, but I think we'll be safe until at least episode 10. We shall see. Uh, so we get the brothers Egan having a little heart to heart, um, <laughs> and the little more comedy. Tommy's apology. Uh, I thought that was that was comical, um, but I also appreciate 
us getting a little bit more on JP, even though him wanting to dive headfirst into the drug game is it's reckless on the writer's parts. Um, but again, I think they were their backs were against the wall with not knowing they were going to get uh, renewed. Uh, that's terrifying to me as like someone who has aspirations of wanting to be creative on that level again. Um, like to be a successful franchise like power to do all these spinoffs to bring to, to start working on your, your spinoff involving easily one of, if not the favorite characters of the flagship show and still have the, the possibility of it not getting picked up for a second season in the back of your head. That's gotta be terrifying. Um, because obviously they knew that it was a possibility and like, that's, that's crazy to me. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't work for multi-million dollar networks, so I don't make million dollar decisions on a regular basis, but I feel like that's, I feel like that's a no brainer. Like, you know, I tell, I tell the production crew, Hey, keep it under wraps, but you're going to at least get your first two seasons and we'll just announce the second season later. You know, so it's like this way your production crew starts planning and you can actually work on decent pacing. But again, I don't I don't make those decisions. Um, but I, I said all that to say that in the midst of this, you know, kind of comical outing between uh, JP and Tommy, we also get Tommy kind of reiterating. But for us, at least um, for those of us who've been watching the series, we know what happens to people when they disappoint or fail Tommy. And um, while as much as we want to say he wouldn't do that to JP, he's killed his own father. He's attempted to kill Ghost, who is like the closest thing to a brother for most of his life. Um, I'm He killed Holly. And I'm pretty sure in the right circumstances, he would easily kill Kate, now more so than ever. Um. How did you feel about that? Oh, oh, sorry. I, I left out a part. I totally forgot that they have a grandmother um, because that was the whole point of them kind of reconnecting. Uh, but how did how did you feel about that scene in, in their talk? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing I took out of it is this JP. Uh, at, some, at some point, Kate got to show up because he's yeah. just really into uh, meeting his mother. And I understand that. Um, even though he she abandoned him, he never knew her. It is hard to kind of deal with situations like that when you don't know why you want to be so connected to a person, but you just are. Um, so I'm curious to see where they're going to go down this JP path. Um, yeah, it, it, I thought like it was real red if they just kind of threw in the grandmother had a stroke. Uh, I thought she was already kind of messed up anyway. Um, right. But I guess they had to kind of bring it back to her. Um, but I, 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 the biggest thing I got out of it is like JP in, in this obsession with Kate and, and Tommy's just so apprehensive against it because he knows. Uh, he knows what Kate is. He knows the life he spent with her and all the things she um, did and said to him. Um, and I think he's trying to protect his brother from that. Uh, but I don't think his brother is ever going to be right or whole until he at least gets to meet her and talk to her and kind of engage with her. So uh, Kate has always been a funny, in small doses when it came to the original power. It was always good to see her from time to time throughout the seasons. So I hope they do get a chance to bring her back at some point um, and her to be the big F up that Tommy knows she is and just kind of disappoint JP because you know it's going to end up happening. Oh yeah, like I was saving that as the tail end of that scene, but yeah, uh, 
I, that was the exact same conclusion I came to. I was like, yes, Kate is absolutely going to show up. If not this season, the next season. Um, shit, I mean, with everything I just said about uh, being renewed, she's probably going to show up this season. Um, but yeah, he, he wants to know his mother. He even kind of withheld because he said that like she, she skipped town once she cut the cord and never never looked back. However, she... He, he he did find that picture or video. No, it was that picture of him with Tommy in the background. So she came back at some point and at least around him. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things develop with JP. I think because of what we know, as far as, you know, the pacing so far, um, I think at some point Tommy is going to let him in to do something. Now, whether or not he succeeds at it or, and comes through in the clutch or completely fumbles, we'll soon see. Mm -hmm. um, so from there, we get a real quick scene that pretty much the only importance is that Claudia will now have a security detail. Um, the other, I mean, because obviously the Serbs are going to be out looking for revenge um, and she needs to be protected uh, just on a general standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, but we the the other th the other strong part of this scene was Walter, again, not knowing who his daughter really is and kind of talking down to her about how if you ever needed to pull the trigger, I don't think you ever could. Not knowing she got two fresh bodies mm -hmm. this week. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she killed one person uh, on a Saturday night and the other person on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, how did you feel about that scene? Yeah, like I said, it's just still the same thing. The, the, the father not knowing his daughter truly and always under underestimating her. Uh, and I, I was waiting for her to try to throw it in his face that I already you know, handled some business. But I think she played the smart. If he want to underestimate her and think she weak, so be it. Um, but I, I think that was just the gist of the scene. Uh, and it kind of set up, of course, a, a later scene that we'll get to when we get to it. Um, but he's still, he's still not giving the respect that she deserves. And I think it's going to keep pushing her uh, uh Honestly, it pushed her to make some risky moves that she ended up making later into this episode. Indeed, indeed. Uh, we get a real quick scene, but impactful scene. Uh, D-Mac gives Tommy the heads up, uh, which was shocking to me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I thought, well, I mean, we knew he was going to get caught eventually, uh, but I didn't expect them to full on give, well... You know what? It makes perfect sense because although he's definitely got the venom towards his father, I don't think he wants his father dead for real. And he knows that if Tommy is walking around clueless and hanging around his father, it, it'd be nothing. And especially since the only person that knows that that's his father is, um, is D-Mac, is that it, it, it makes him an innocent bystander. Um, or possibly a target if they find out uh, the deeper connection. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really think the way you thought of it. Now that it makes sense to me because I didn't understand why he did it at all. Like, he has no uh, allegiance to Tommy. He has no oath to Tommy. Uh, so I was confused as to why he was doing it. Uh, but now that you say that, it probably does make sense. Uh, if Tommy hang is hanging around his father and they, uh, you know, shoot Tommy on sight and he's with his dad, his dad could end up getting hurt. Uh, so that makes sense. I, I didn't really think about that. The whole thing I was thinking was like, why is he telling them this? Well, you know, for what purpose? For what reason? Uh, but you really broke it down in a great way. So I'm going to go with your theory. Indeed, indeed. Um, also, it was, I don't know if this is just like coincidence or, you know, 
a little bit of sloppy writing. I'm more I'm kind of surprised that Tommy didn't recognize him from the uh the barbershop standoff. Well, well I, I think he did then again, him. I think maybe he, he did. Didn't. Maybe he did. That's why he yeah. was like, yo, he knew who he was. But, but he was yeah. also, I guess, a little confused by it. Because he was like, why are you telling me this? I think he yeah, he didn't think he was like some random dude that he never met a day in his life. I think he knew. Because that's why he even asked him, is this about um, Diamond and Jason? He even asked him that. Yeah. Um, We'll see what, what comes of it. So uh, we get a meeting with the Baddie Brigade. And uh, they, they've employed some hotties. Mm-hmm. To go out and uh, deliver more product, get more more people to bite, uh, but one of them gets a side mission, and that is to 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 get Vic, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anything on that before we move on? No, I mean the biggest thing was another hair scratch for me is to why are you having this meeting in your house? Like why why are you talking about all these random girls? openly moving drugs in your place of residence um it's one thing that they know who you are and can see your face but they shouldn't know where you live uh so i think that's a sloppy move by claudia you don't do business in your home um but that, that was the biggest thing that I, that I was thinking during this entire scene was like why they you know why is she doing this in her house like the house that she lives in every day gotcha uh yeah i have no answer to that uh so we get a a quick and Yet again, well, actually, I, I don't know. I'm not going to put this one in the um, the Tommy arguing about the price thing, but more so him explaining why it makes sense for them to kind of, uh, you know, not necessarily dumb it down, but like make it cut the cut the pro. Well, not necessarily cut the product, but like cut the fat aspect of it. Yeah, they cut the fat of it. Glowing because that's exactly. Exactly. This is when it was more like, like, okay, I think the doctor is just more about her, her ego Mm -hmm. and the brand where, and Tommy brilliantly explained like you fads and gimmicks, they don't last. Like don't get trapped by don't, you know, don't fall into this trap of a brand because now, you know, you're locked in. Like it should be about the product and nothing else. Um, which I'm glad he kind of got through to her on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there we get the heart, the heart to heart between Liliana and Tommy, uh, which again, I, I appreciate these more and more that she's the, she's the one to kind of calm him, um, when he gets, you know, riled up and everything, but also in this, you know, without having to restate everything I stated earlier, uh, this just kind of further eva- you know, evaluate it. No. Further proved my theory hmm? go ahead what about saying c minute yeah there we go further cemented my my personal theory that like he just wants it to be good you know he's been a part of a team as a teammate he's this is his first real run as a leader because even when he took over Ghost's old operation he still had to deal with the fallout of him not being the original leader um so you know that I, I appreciated that. Um, and of course, you know, uh, Liliana being sent <laughs> to chaperone. How did you feel about that scene? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was more bonding. Uh, and I think she was kind of talking some sense to Tommy being a knucklehead and, and telling him, you know, he got to stop being so hard. Um, if, if we really want to get this to work, 
Uh, so, you know, like I said, she's the voice of reason, uh, easily one of my favorite characters. So I think she was just kind of doing her job as like um, his right hand man and also kind of like his uh, advisor. Uh, she obviously has good, good advice. Yeah. And then it was, of course, funny to say when uh, <laughs> uh, the, I can't remember the doctor's name. The doctor, she was going to have a little fun date, not realize she also got a chaperone for the night. <laughs> right. Like a literal chaperone, too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're absolutely right. She's his voice of reason. She's his confidant. She's she's his right hand because she also clues him in on the fact that Glow is trying to make a move outside of uh outside of what they've discussed. Um. So before we get to the date, my man Vic is out here hurting in the club and VIP by himself, sick. Very sad. And hit like the, the music was pumping. He was singing Donnell Jones in his head. My man was down something terrible. Looking at pictures of her. All he, if he he should have just broke out that sweetie doo doo dee and <laughs> just let it ring out. Um but I mean not much to really go on there except for he gets uh well, eventually he gets pushed. Uh but this gave real quick to Liliana literally go ahead no I was saying I thought you were about to talk the next thing I said it was the club night for everybody because uh, yeah CBI also was in the club oh yeah we yeah it was definitely gonna get there but we I have to I have to mention Liliana literally being on their date was hilarious she was I expected oh she gonna be watching from like afar or something mm-hmm. like that nah she was at the table she probably ordered something expensive because Liliana a fool like that mm-hmm. it's romantic as fuck as she put it. Yeah. Um, but it anything. makes sense. They literally have kidnapped this doctor. So they can't yeah. let her talk to anybody freely without them, you know, being present. So if I'm the date, I'll probably be like, you sure you don't want to reschedule? Um, but right. he seemed to be going with the flow too. Yeah. Her second cousin from out of town, from Miami. He's from Miami. Busy. Uh, apparently she needs a babysitter um, and she's their <laughs> chaperone. <laughs> oh man. Go ahead and get into the rest of the club scene and and everyone getting their well, Jannard and Vic getting their taste of Dahlia. Yeah. of Dahlia. So yeah, as as uh as you said, uh, Vic is uh lonely and sad in the club. CBI is on a whole nother mission of having a ball in the club. Um, it's uh Jannard, it's uh his name is Blackston. The other guy's name is Blackston, uh the new guy. Um, and then they gotcha. got young Marshall, who I think is underage, but of course when you got uh, influence and some money, you can get anybody into the club apparently. And they got young Marshall in the club, and he is blown away by all the excitement that's going on. Uh, the women, the 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 uh, the ambiance, the drinks, everything. He's just having a ball. Um, and, and he even tries to put the Mac down on a, on an older lady. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> an older lady, she was kind of going for his game at first. Yeah. She liked it. Uh, compared to Janars, who was just really aggressive with it. Uh, maybe she just liked the young boy's um, innocent vibe, I guess. Uh, so they, they, you know, they having a night. They all having a good time in the club. Uh, and this is what Claudia, I think, I don't know if this is good or bad long term, um, but she makes the mistake of introducing um, Dahlia to not only her brother through the redhead, but also through Jannard through a um, another one of the pretty models that were there early in the show. Um, and they can't get enough of it. Same thing that's happened with every other person that's ever tasted it. It gets on the lips of the person to them, and they are immediately euphoric. Um, 
So, you know, do you think this is a good or bad move on her part? Uh, especially her brother, when she wanted so adamantly to keep her family away from this business deal all around. Why was she introduced to her brother to it? What, what do you think her motivation was? I think initially, yes, this is this is a terrible idea. Um, but I think, and again, I can't unsee the pacing theory. I think if, I think we got here because eventually she wanted him in on it. Like she wanted to, to, you know, bring him in on this and them kind of be a part of it together. Something that they could do knew that their father had no hand in. Um, so it, but, you know, given pacing and, and just the, the timing of it, um, especially her not for, for all we know, her not knowing that glow is like gone MIA on him. Uh, this was, this was a bad move. Um, it's even worse move not telling Tommy about this shit. Um, Gennard, on the other hand, I'm, I feel like they probably, they probably knew they wanted to get CBI in on it to a degree. Um, obviously indirectly. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a bold move. And the fact that she went, went behind their backs is like, obviously this is going to make it look even worse. Um, cause eventually it's going to come to light that it's her one way or another because you need a show but um i'm gonna let you continue uh, i'm gonna let you continue with uh with where we go from there as far as uh the the quick scene with diamond at the barbershop but there's something that that happens in in this this sequence of events that was very it was needed and that's them dodging the pictures that Marshall's trying to take the whole yeah. social media aspect. My that first thought, up. exactly. That was my first thought. I was like this, that's a smart thing to have these career criminals do and not, you know, want to take pictures, even though that clearly, he clearly doesn't get the message as we find out later. Yeah. But, um, go ahead and go in on, uh, on where we go from there. Uh, so I'm sure, make sure I got my notes right. So it was a quick scene. Uh, you talking about the scene where Diamond and his chick, uh, are like in the barbershop. Yeah. And they just have like a, a you know another one of these sex scenes with these two like we are super invested in their relationship and these two characters. Um, so I, I mean, for me, it was just some gratuitous sex scenes. They just kind of had a reason to uh, meet, talk. Um, I think he was still kind of showing his uh, change of life set and mindset. Uh, so I guess that was also a part of this this scene. Um, but then it was basically just to show her boobs, which you know I'm not complaining about. She's a, a, an attractive woman. Um, but I think it was kind of a throwing scene just to, just to keep building the tension, especially what we find out later on about this woman, uh, towards the, the close out of this, um, episode. Indeed, indeed. I literally, when that scene started, uh, literally the first thing I wrote in my notes was I'm not interested in diamonds romance. Yeah. At um, all. it doesn't feel organic. Um, the storyline itself, the side storyline itself, it makes sense, but I feel like this is this is something you leave on the plan board for if we get a season two. Um, I feel like there's no room for this right now. Um, not enough. There's not enough room for me to care about it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we already got a relationship that, in this show. Glowing. What is it? Uh, Glowing Vic. I don't yeah. think we need a secondary one. Uh, it, Especially it is, not it's, with Diamond. It's really rushed. Yeah, and it's also yeah. really rushed. We're supposed to be that heavily invested 
a, a woman that randomly showed up halfway through the season, uh, and then I, I'm, I'm with you. I wasn't feeling it. I'm not really into the the diamond having a romantic relationship. I'm more interested in his uh struggle with trying to be a little bit more righteous, yeah. but also balancing. He's still a drug dealer. He's still involved in criminal activity, as opposed to any relationship with this woman who is clearly trying to set him up. Um, as we learn when we find out her true backstory. Indeed, uh, I think we already touched on most of the club stuff. Vic gets his taste of Dahlia. Yeah, yeah the club uh, was like my bad, but it was like a, no, you good. Just kind of a series of kind of montages of them, just kind of experience club things, doing club stuff, like getting introduced to the drug. Um, but it wasn't really anything driving the episode, you know, as far as just three different cutscenes inside the club when they all were kind of doing basically the same thing. It was basically Jannard and Vic's introduction to Dahlia uh, through the through an attractive woman. Indeed, indeed. Um, we get a quick scene back at the back at the lab. Claudia is pressing Liliana about Ghost. Liliana does a good job of deflecting. Um, meanwhile, back outside the club, while Gennard is having the time of his life in the backseat, uh, we get we get the we get the fallout between the young hotheads. Uh, mm-hmm. D Mac feels some kind of way because he has to find out about moves being made on social media, which they kind of glossed over. But I'm glad that they spoke on it. Mm-hmm. Um, smacks up Marshall. Marshall pulls the gun because he's that young hothead. Um, I see him dying by stupidity at some point uh, just because it it has to happen like that. Um, And he pretty much cuts him out like he's no longer part of that move, Um, which I I could never figure out like you is he are they in CBI? Are they just like little youngins trying to become official? I think they're just trying to get down. I don't think they like full fledged minibus, but they are young interns basically trying to get into the game full time. And I think the whole purpose of this scene is just to set up Dreads joining Tommy's team down the line. Yeah. Now he's oh, yeah. out of CBI. So I think that's the yeah. whole purpose of it. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I got from it. Um because it, it just you know, it, it was gonna happen at some point. Uh but yeah, uh Marshall's He's he's too much of the I'm just gonna pull a gun type to you know to really survive this thing out. Um, so he he took a he took an L because he definitely he definitely caught a couple of hands and then had to pull the gun. Then proceeded to take another L when the older the older woman decided on uh, Blackston. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think Blackston's gonna be hilarious um, moving forward. Um, let's see, where do we go from here? Uh, we get Jannard kind of pressing out shorty girl for more of the drug. Um, and she pretty much, you know, gives him what he asked for as far as, you know, a little more of a, a, a mindset into it. And, uh, back at the lab, down goes security. These poor fools had no idea what was coming for them. My thought was, at no point, why did n- neither one of them at least verbally say, why is she at a lab at this time of night? Mm-hmm. That made no sense to me. Like, they should have at least, like, I don't know. Maybe these are just, like, the lowest yeah. ranked dudes. 
Job That's why they watch. got tasked with it. Go ahead. Yeah. I said their job is just watching, not questioning. I guess. Yep. Yep. Um. Oh yeah, Tommy kills two more people. Not really <laughs> even sneaking. Right. Uh, I mean, the fact that he just kills so many people in just like open areas and spaces, it, it just irritates me sometimes. Cause it's like, I'm sorry, every every uh, street in in any major city has cameras all over the place. You can't just be dropping bodies like they drop bodies without any kind of backlash. Um, but he did it again, and then he of course goes straight inside uh, the lab uh, and lets her know basically. You know, your bodies are gone. Uh, no, he, he, I think he accuses her of bringing her family into it. And she wasn't even the way she had the bodyguards. I guess her dad told her about it, but they didn't actually. They, they weren't following her to the sense that she knew about it. It wasn't like they were driving her around. They were just kind of watching her from afar. Um, but she apologizes for her mistake. She apologized for all the stuff she did wrong um, as far as introducing her brother to it. Uh, and But Tommy is very leery of this. And him and Liliana have a side conversation where. They don't trust her, um, and they even make the comment, we still need her for now. So uh, I don't know how well that plays out for Claudia's long-term success as a part of the partnership, um, but we'll see. Yeah. What, what, what is her future? Do you think they eventually put her out? Because um, I already told you, now that they have, you know, they do the distribution, uh, now they have the doctor pretty much on their side, and I think a part of Liliana engaging with her so much is to get her to buy into the venture as well. What are they going to use Claudia for? Why do they, well, you know, long-term, what is Claudia's role in this organization? We shall see. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely agree. At some point they are going to get rid of her one way or another. Um, I do appreciate, at least for a slight character development, I do appreciate her stepping up and taking accountability um, for what happened. Uh, and you know, her just honestly being shocked that like, yeah, I didn't know I had security on me, but you're right. Like I'll fix it. Um, especially the part about my, you know, trying to get Vic on it and whatnot. Um, but I did like that. He was like, Hey, all right. Like he kind of, he kind of was taken back a bit like, okay, you, you, you hear what I'm saying. Um, but, uh, yeah. Those dudes are in the car, ready to go to the woods. <laughs> you know what time it is. Grab your shovel. Um, so I did appreciate that conversation where Liliana's like, look, she knows too much. You know, we can't just let her go. And Tommy really resisting his past urges of, you know, yeah, I'll just go ahead and kill her because <laughs> mm -hmm. that's what he would normally do. Him putting that aside and actually putting a bit of faith in the doctor. Um, how did you feel about that particular aspect of it? I mean, it looks it's good. I think they are going to try to find some type of backup plan to the doctor just because, uh, you know, she doesn't seem fully invested uh, in, in this uh, business. Uh, a lot of it is her just being forced to be a part of it. Um, a lot of it, I think, is her scientific ego um, just proving that she can do something like this. Uh, but we got to figure out what her long-term future holds because she clearly is not an equal partner. Uh, she's just hired help. Um, and how, how long can they hold her hostage without her being fully invested into it? Uh, but at the same time, they still need her because she right now is the only one that can make the drug. As much as Liliana's been spending time with her, I think Liliana Salino trained chemists, uh, you know, with a doctorate. So she ain't ready to kind of start making the drug on her own. 
Um, but yeah, Tommy's not a fool. He he's hot ahead at a time. He does a lot of stuff by impulse. But right now, I think he's thinking a lot more strategically than he used to be, and that's probably what's keeping the doctor and Claudia alive for now. Indeed. So from there, we get kind of two quick scenes. Um, one of which you've already kind of elaborated on, but the first one is we find out that Adrian is is in is in fact a writer. Um, she is working on uh initially what she believed to be sort of a, a redemption story on Diamond. Um, we then find out that her higher ups actually want an investigative piece into CBI and she's in too deep. Um, interesting angle, but again, because this is so forced and unorganic, I don't really care. Um, we, we kind of know where this is going to come from. Um, she's going to, she's going to confess to diamond, mm-hmm. you know, what's actually going on. Um, Either well, because I don't see it would be it'd be reckless to let Jannard be the one to be like, oh yeah, I know who she is. Now that that would that just be weak. But like, I feel like she is she is going to have to confess at some point. Yeah, like, I think she's probably gonna catch feelings and confess. Yeah, well, I can see sure. her getting pregnant or something like that. <laughs> For sure. So we also get a quick scene back at the Flynn house where uh, Vic is, you know, he on the bottle. And uh, he's hurt, so he lets his father know that, like, yeah, this is this is partially my fault, but it's a big part your fault. And I lost the best part of me trying to please you mm-hmm. when I knew when I knew knew all along that I'd never actually please you. You had anything on that? Nah, I think it's just you know, Junior growing up more and more, because yep. you know, pushing his independence away from his father uh, through every action. Um, and I think he basically told him he, he wish he would have picked glow over him. Um, in the future, if she ever comes back, he might not make the same decision that he's made in the past. So I think it's just, a, a just showing a growing rift between the Flynn father and the Flynn children. Indeed. Uh, so we get the scene back at the barbershop where Gennard, uh, makes his business proposal that like this Dahlia is the future. Um, he goes to a whole spiel on how great it is. Uh, but we get pretty much what you spoke on earlier. And this was the first time where in the past episodes, even it's, even if it's been out of order, I've been like, Jannard has his reasons and his reasons are valid. Uh, this is the first time where I feel like diamonds reasons overtake, uh, Jannard's reasons because it makes perfect sense. Yes. I'm back in the game. But the reason I'm taking things slow is because it's easier to control what's happening. Like, I'm pretty sure when he was out before he went in, he was probably on this level where, you know, bigger, better, faster. And that's probably what got him locked up. Mm-hmm. You know, he lost 15 years of his life. Um, and while, yes, Gennard sacrificed uh, to to keep CBI going. Gennard had never been inside. And he's doing diamonds, doing everything he can to keep him from having to to know that um, by playing it safe, you know, not necessarily wearing, you know, try, you know, training wheels. But like we got to play smarter because I've been in and you don't want to go in. Mm-hmm. And at the rate Gennard is acting, his his decision making, um, it'd be nothing for him to, to get popped on something stupid and have to go in. Yeah. Um, I mean, what did you think he, about he's that? Playing- 
playing the game right. Got to be cautious. We already got something good going on, and we know about it. Like, we know about, you know, moving uh, cocaine and heroin and all this type of stuff. We don't know anything about this dollar. It's brand new. We don't know the long-term ramifications of it. We don't know if it's going to all of a sudden kill a bunch of people because we just don't know enough about it. So why do we have to live in this world where we're uh, living outside of the norm or what we know, uh, chasing something that's always bigger and better? So I think he, you know, he's right to play cautious. Like I said, he did 15 years. His brother didn't. His brother seems like he has never been to jail. Uh, somehow has gone, you know, 15 plus years as the head of a major drug enterprise and, and never had to really experience anything bad about it. Um, so Diamond's right to be cautious. And I guess Jay is right to be reckless because he, he hasn't had the ramifications of getting busted. Um, but it's long term. It's not going to work out. One of these, they can't both be going in such drastic plans and be a part of the same organization. At some point, somebody will have to break off or somebody will have to really try to go for the crown because uh, they can only be one king. So we'll see indeed. who's left standing. Indeed, indeed. So after hearing his plea, uh, Diamond decides to have a meeting with Tommy <clears throat> just to pick his brain, uh, obviously not knowing that Tommy is behind this. But uh, he just wants to pick his brain. Um, and, it, you know, everything made sense. Um, him being a bit cautious, but a little more intrigued. Uh, my favorite part of the scene was Tommy <laughs> trying to order something. And the dude, Rick, just being like, no, yeah. before yeah. he could even get the words out. You got anything on that? Uh, no. Also, I... go ahead. No, I'm saying, you know, no, I mean, this is just Diamond. Realizing, you know, he is cautious, but he is realizing, hey, if this is going to be the drug of the future, it is the good we try to get in on the ground floor before it gets too big or get trolled by too many people that they don't have access to it. Um, so I, I don't think he's like afraid to do anything that's outside of the norm, but he just wants to have a level head when he does it, as opposed to his brother wanting to go all in uh, immediately without knowing the full aspect of it all. This is true. <laughs> and I wonder how uh, the I other... Um, well, how about the other old guy? They keep right. bringing this guy I'm, I'm not sure. I'm wondering about that. I hope I hope he's all right. I hope the actor's okay. hope we see more of him. Um, but yeah, I was wondering that too. Um, but I do, I you know, Diamond be coming with the bars. And, you know, he, he loved to leave you on a one-liner. Like, you know, this could rewrite history. I was like, damn. Mm, my man is a thespian out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I had a thought and I lost it, but it, it pretty much echoing everything you said that like, it's, he's, he's very meticulous. And I think that's a, that's a smart thing for him, um, for his, for his character. Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about Jannard and our new friends from Gary, Indiana. Yeah. So they go meet the Gary crew and, uh, it's Freddie Gibbs, the rapper Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, and apparently his eye got messed up cause he's a veteran. <laughs> and of course they immediately start making jokes about it and I thought it was so funny that Marshall was like chill man he a veteran <laughs> like uh, I didn't realize the drug that respected the armed forces so much <laughs> right? Uh, but I guess everybody does um, but it's just funny it's a, it's a new introduction uh, it seemed like it was about to start off to a rocky start um, because of ego and machismo and all the type of stuff associated with that uh, but at the end they seem to have made a new partnership um, they supply them with at least one brick and uh, the Gary crew seems like they're ready and willing to move the CBI product uh, through their small town. Uh, so we're going to see. Um, 
Uh, I'm interested to see what happens with the Gary Crew long term. Uh, they seem to like have some comic relief aspect to him as well. Uh, but I also think that it's going to be some serious danger at some point. They didn't introduce this group just for them to be, you know, a, a, a comic foil for this one-time introduction meeting. Um, so, I, I mean, like I said, they, they, they seem to be expanding the world more and more. Uh, every other week, it seems like they have some new people that they're engaging with. Uh, I thought the Serbs was going to be a long-term thing, and then they seem to have gotten rid of the Serbs in two episodes. Then they brought in this gay crew. Uh, they still have all the other crews, the rabbi, uh, the Jewish crew, uh, the the Latino crew that they move and stuff through. So it seems like every week they're introducing a bunch of new characters um, or new family or new factions. And we're just going to see how they're all going to play out long term in the show. I don't know if this building setting up for the seasons and seasons to come or these are just like you're saying. They were like, let's throw a bunch of stuff out because we don't know what's going to happen long term. Um, so they just keep meeting new people. But you you think anything about the the introduction to Gary? Uh, I I like the fact that it it involved the character. Um, I didn't find out until after the fact that that was Freddie Gibbs. Um, <laughs> kudos to him for being a, a good sport and wearing the contact lens to because <laughs> he he's gonna be catching hell for these jokes. Uh, like before I saw the episode, somebody put you know because you always got to try to avoid social media. Uh, when power comes out early, somebody put like they got Forrest Whitaker's nephew yeah. on power. Um, so like I was like, OK, what's going on here? Um, but, yeah, I, I like that they introduced a character that although he was good to do, he was good to do business by the end of the interaction. He showed no fear like he was not intimidated at all. Um, he let him know that like you, you're, you may be the man where you from. But where I'm at, you still need to talk to me and you're not going to talk to me anyway, any kind of way. Um, but Jannard, although a dick, a good businessman, he, he made things right. Uh, anything on that before we move on? No, no. I think uh, we to see what they do with him long term. All right. So this episode ends with Tommy, the proud Little League coach, uh, walking in. On his his three his three Powerpuff Girls his little rascals, uh, proud that they finally came up with uh with what he needed. Um, it was a little on the cheesy side, especially for this particular series. But I I I enjoyed the the ending scene um, where he's genuinely proud of the professor, um, seemingly lets her know that she can go home, uh, to which she shockingly says that she'll be back to work, mm -hmm. which I was like, oh, so she in. Yeah, seemed like she's committed. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice to see her kind of come to grips with why. Hopefully we get that in the future. Um, because up until this point, there's no real reason for her to want to be on board with this. You are expendable. Um, you're valuable, but in the in the grand scheme of things, I, I don't know. Maybe this is her way. Maybe she can negotiate her way into being a paid asset um, and staying sure alive at the same her. time. I, huh? gonna, I mean, she's not a partner, but I think they not make, they don't expect her to work for free. Right. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I found that very, very interesting. Uh, and we get some team bonding. All of them. Hit, like, I, I thought that, uh, there was a good little character switch where he's like. You know, aren't you a little curious? I'm expecting her to be like, no, like as in maybe she's tried it 
like accidentally when they were trying to you know see what the effects were mm-hmm. um but no she i don't know man maybe them you know she she's a scientist so i know them student loans got to be through the roof maybe she was like fuck it let's let's get it in what did you think about the final scene yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, I guess all the lecturing paid off. Tommy and his ten lectures that he get throughout the series, uh, this episode, uh, but it works. They get the they get Dahlia uh, in a cheaper version without the glow, but just as effective apparently, because uh, they all seem very happy at the end when they all had a uh, bonding snort uh, of a line. Uh, so it seems like the team is all together. We got the you know the, the three partners. We got a willing doctor. Uh, and now all they got to do is just kind of keep the business running. Um, but of course, we're going to know something's going to come and, and be a speed bump at some point. Um, but, you know, end of the show. Nice final scene. Uh, to me, I'm still not really fully loving this series. And I think it's just because of the choppiness of it and kind of some of the repetitive nature of it. Uh, but it's still good enough that I'm, I don't know, you know, I'm still going to keep watching. I'm still going to keep discussing. Uh, but you said you enjoyed this episode a lot. You know, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I think this was, although, you know, every show has its issues, I think this might have been the most complete episode. It wasn't the most action-packed, but I feel like it was the most complete as far as start to finish. Um, there were a few head scratchers in there, but not enough for me to be like, okay, I'm completely off. Um, the my only gripe is that I genuinely don't care about Diamond's newfound romance mm-hmm. that we know is going to end in disaster. Um, cause it was doomed from the start. Unfortunately, it was, it was too telegraphed. It was too forced. Uh, but everything else, um, it had some interesting little developments. I didn't expect the doctor, um, to, to get on board by the end. Um, I, I thought she would need a little more convincing. Um, and that could be me just being a little bit numb to the pacing issues. Um, I'm interested to see where things go in Gary, cause that's going to be a new thing. Uh, it's probably going to be a new war zone once Tommy finds out about it. Um, I was pleased with uh, D Max kind of roller coaster, slight roller coaster ride of um, him being on board and then uh, making a surprise call of uh, helping out Tommy to a degree. So I'm 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 interested to see where we go. Like you said, we got next week, which is usually um, the Big Bang ep- episode before a break. Uh, the way episode five went, I'm really curious to see how this one goes. You got any final thoughts? Nah, man. Just looking forward to it. And like I said, episode eight across the series is normally a banger of an episode. So hopefully they don't disappoint uh, whatever episode eight of this one. So we'll be back and ready to rock on it again. Same time next week. Y'all know how it goes. You know where to find us. He is Conversations with Carlos D or the PLP podcast. Uh, go hit him up, subscribe and listen to every single last one of those 100 episodes or share 101 yes sir and share them and comment and subscribe i am off the clock podcast o-f-f-t-h-a clock pod i don't think i'm at 100 yet but you know eventually we'll get close and get there uh you know where where to find us hit us up and we will oh i forgot to tell y'all who we are i of course am one half your host triple d and he is carlos d and we'll see you guys next time.